Hello, and welcome to Horrific Tales. In this segment, we like to showcase the creatings of independent authors and aspiring writers. Please like, subscribe, and share these episodes to help get our friends as much exposure as possible. We would also appreciate it if you could support our artists by following them on their independent platforms and by purchasing their works. Details on how to do so will be in the show notes. On today's segment, we're going to be bringing you a piece by Evan Boffman. We present to you The Emaciated Man. Danielle couldn't believe she was actually doing it. She was ditching class for the first time. As the girl walked through the darkness of the school's auditorium, a few steps behind her friends, her heart did its best to beat a hole through her chest. The overanxious organ seemed to be telling her the exact same thing her brain was saying. What in the world are you doing here, young lady? If she, Melanie, and Beth were caught, it would definitely mean phone calls home. Absolutely detention. Possibly suspension. Maybe even black marks on their permanent records. Melanie said, Danielle, hurry up, you snail. Beth added, What's done is done. Come on. Danielle couldn't really see her companions, but she could make out their cell phones, which they always had in hand, floating like brightly lit specters in the gloom. They zoomed down the eerie center aisle of the cavernous room, toward the stage, away from the gleaming red exit sign. For a moment, Danielle toyed with the idea of sprinting for the exit and racing to P.E. after all. She'd explained to Mr. Gomez why she was so late. Something about a lost notebook, perhaps, or an unscheduled trip to the nurse. But how would she explain running away to Melanie and Beth? They'd never let her hear the end of it. She'd be a wimp, a baby, a disloyal loser forever. For weeks, they'd been trying to convince her to skip class with them. It was an activity the pair had been taking part in more and more frequently. The duo didn't care if they were caught, if they disappointed their families any further. It wouldn't bother them in the least if they didn't culminate at year's end across the very stage they journeyed to this afternoon. Daniel took another moment to think about why these girls were even her friends. Just because they'd all been close since third grade? Lately, they hadn't even really spent any quality time together outside of school. Sure, Melanie and Beth slept over at each other's places still, but neither ever bothered to invite Danielle. Not that she was really into what they were likely doing, anyhow. Drugs, alcohol, endless hours of online foolishness. Danielle halted in the middle of the auditorium. Would real friends pressure her to do something that made her feel so uncomfortable? The realization was immediately accompanied by an overwhelming sense of fear. She had no other friends. If Danielle didn't have these two, who did she have? Other nerds from her honors classes? Yeah, they were nice kids for the most part, but she didn't want to give Melanie and Beth any more reason to mock her. When it came down to it, Danielle wanted to hold on to what she had, even if it was only a sliver of something special, a broken piece of the past that couldn't ever again be what it had once been. Move it, Danielle. What's taking so long? Danielle snapped out of her funk. The other girls were already on the stage. Her eyes had now adjusted to the lack of light. She could see them waving her over. Melanie and Beth had both just had drama with Miss Young. They'd propped open one of the auditorium doors to allow them all easy access inside after the teacher went across the campus to teach English. Apparently, the girls had something cool to show Danielle. She figured it was a little drug stash. She didn't wish to partake, but if they wanted to, she wouldn't snitch. 
Danielle forced herself toward her friends. They beckoned for her to join them, and then disappeared between monstrous closed curtains. Hey, she cried, wait! She imagined all kinds of horrible creatures staring at her from the shadows. She couldn't get to the others fast enough now. Danielle sprinted up a small staircase that wound up the side of the stage. She pushed through the curtains, choking on a cloud of dust. Once through, she was blind again. Somehow, it was even darker back here. A cell phone blinked to her right. This way, said Melanie. You've got to see this, said Beth. Daniel nodded, went to them. The girls crouched in the corner, behind a teetering stack of cardboard boxes. They illuminated the floor with their phone screens. Large, choppy block letters were scratched, no, carved, into the wood. What's it say, Daniel asked. Melanie moved aside. See for yourself. Danielle crept forward. She squatted next to Beth, who held her cell phone above the words like a lantern. A macabre message was scrawled into the stage. R.I.P. Danielle Delgado. Danielle stood, shocked at the sight of her own name. Who, who did this? Beth brought her glowing phone up to Danielle's confused face. Look at her, Melanie. Priceless. Melanie smirked. Yeah. Beth pulled the phone away and said, We did it, Danielle. Melanie whispered directly into Danielle's ear. I did the R.I.P. Beth did your name. Danielle's eyes once again adjusted to the darkness. Why? This, this isn't funny, you guys. Beth stood beside her, leaned in too close for comfort. Well, it's funny to us, but we really didn't do it for your approval. We did it for him. Danielle backed away from the girl's hot breath. F for who? Suddenly, Melanie was in her face, grinning like a serial killer. We did it for the emaciated man. Danielle raised an eyebrow. The emaciated man? Wasn't he a fictional character from the internet? A tall, thin boogeyman who supposedly ate children? Someone's twisted creation whose image was photoshopped into pictures to give little kids nightmares? Melanie turned to Beth and said, she doesn't get it. Beth laughed. How could she? She's not special like us. Melanie cackled. <laughs> true, true. What are you guys talking about? Asked Danielle. We're tired of this world, Beth explained. We're going to be his servants and live with him in luxury. Servants of the emaciated man? But he's not real. Yes, he is! Melanie screamed and shoved Danielle backward. The girl fell into the leaning tower of boxes, plowing through them, spilling musty theater props into the shadows. Her head smacked up against the hard stage. Small shiny starbursts exploded before her eyes. Dizzy, Danielle tried to stand, but Melanie kicked her in the ribs. Beth giggled like a hyena on helium when Danielle crumpled face down against the floor. Melanie said, We asked around about him online. He found us in a chat room and has been talking to us for a while now. He's even Skyped with us a couple of times, said Beth. Danielle couldn't believe it. They were out of their minds. Even if they did chat or Skype with someone, it was probably just a creep in a mask trying to lure stupid girls into some kind of sinister trap. These two had fallen for it. Melanie said, he needs a sacrifice. That's you, Beth said. Melanie brandished a butcher's knife. Danielle cried out and began to crawl away. She didn't get far. Melanie sat atop Danielle's back, pinning her to the stage. Danielle gasped for breath and struggled to break free, 
but Melanie refused to budge. Just do it already, said Beth. Okay, but stab her where? No, Daniel shouted. Let me go. In the back, Beth suggested, or through the heart. Why do I have to go first, Melanie wondered. You have a knife too, you go first. Daniel lifted her head and pleaded, don't do this, let me go, please, I'm your friend. Beth stepped in front of her and sighed, oh Danielle, we stopped caring about you a long time ago. Danielle now saw a long blade in Beth's hand. Help, Danielle shrieked, help, someone help me. <laughs> Melanie smacked her head, shut up, we're alone, no one's going to hear you. This only made Danielle scream louder. Then, sharp steel pressed against her throat, immediately putting her on mute. Melanie yelled in her ear, I said, shut up! Something warm and wet dripped onto one of Danielle's trembling hands. For a moment, she thought that Melanie had gone through with it, that she'd been stabbed. But Danielle felt no pain. Melanie said, Beth, my nose is bleeding. A lot. Beth shrugged. Well, did you let her hit you, or what? No, Melanie insisted. Beth brought a hand up to her own face. Oh. Rivers gushed from her nostrils as well. Oh no. Surging volts of electricity tore through Danielle's brain. She thought for sure that this time she'd finally been skewered. But no, it was merely a mind-splitting headache. Her snout stung as it, too, hemorrhaged all like an unruly faucet. Blood spewed onto the scarred floor. He must be here, said Beth. We got bloody noses when he Skyped us, remember? Melanie replied, Yeah, but we haven't even killed her yet. Why is he here already? The girls froze as heavy footsteps thundered on the other side of the curtains. Greetings, my children, a voice hoarsely whispered. Danielle didn't hear it with her ears. Instead, it rattled deep inside her head. You have brought me into your darkness with you, just as we discussed. Pale fingers resembling giant crab legs parted the curtains. An impossible figure in a sable suit stepped through. The emaciated man. He was real. He was completely bald with a blank ivory skull. No eyes, no nose, no ears, no mouth. Only smooth white space. He was freakishly thin, hence his name. And he was unnaturally tall sure to dwarf any NBA player from past or present, at least ten feet from his crown down to his gigantic polished shoes. Danielle shook her head in disbelief. She wanted to scream, but could only muster a pathetic squeak. The other girls didn't seem to notice. They stared up at the monster and beamed. Beth dropped to her knees and bowed to him. Stand, my child, he said, and she did. Then he was before them, the emaciated man cocked his head toward Beth, then toward Melanie, as if looking at them with invisible peepers. All I need to know, he said telepathically, was that you would go through with the deed. Each word made their noses bleed more. Be proud. You have proven yourselves to me. Thank you, Melanie said. What now, master? Beth pointed to Daniel. What do we do with her? Do not fret. For today, I am the one bringing the blood. Release the girl to me. No, Daniel squeaked. No. Melanie's weight lifted off her. The knife's blade lifted as well. Daniel had been hoping for a moment like this. 
she pushed herself to her feet and ran like the wind. But only for a few strides. The emaciated man's elongated legs soon took him around her. In no time, he had blocked her escape. Now, now, he said. You really must stay. He scooped up Danielle with one of his arms and pressed her close against himself. The creature smelled like charcoal burning under a hot grill. Danielle attempted to break free of his hold, but he was much stronger than he looked. His slender arm looked as if it would break as easily as a twig, but it was an immovable vice. The girl tried to shout for help again, demanded to be put down. The emaciated man only held her closer, muffling her voice to a helpless whisper. Master, said Melanie, are we leaving now? Not until I feed. As you can imagine, I am only able to feast so often. Danielle sobbed uncontrollably, not that anyone could hear her. She knew this was the end of her road. She'd never get to kiss a boy, go to college, become a lawyer. How do you eat? Beth asked the emaciated man. He said, Good question. I need a mouth, do I not? The beast held a skeletal hand out to Beth. Your knife, my child. Beth stepped forward, giving him the weapon. He brought it to his face, seemingly inspecting it. Then he pressed the knife's point against his milky bone. I must fashion a smile. I will shape my own, just as you would design a jack-o'-lantern's grin. Cool, commented Melanie. How many teeth should I have? Countless, Beth offered, like on a chainsaw. Melanie said, and make them even sharper than a chainsaw's. So it will be. The emaciated man jammed the knife into his face, all the way to its hilt. Blood did not flow because whatever the monster was, it did not bleed the way normal men and animals do. As he sliced his sinister smile, putrid black sludge slowly oozed down the brute's chin, plopping onto Danielle's head, dripping into her eyes. This is so awesome, Melanie said as she raised her phone and took a quick snapshot of her master. The phone's flash caught him off guard. He pulled the knife away, turned to Melanie, and snarled with his half-formed jagged maw. No! He roared. His voice now came from the crooked hole in the middle of his face. The emaciated man brought Beth's blade down like a lightning bolt. The weapon plunged through Melanie's left foot, pinning her to the stage. The stunned girl stared downward in silence for a second. She then dropped her phone and knife, finally letting loose shrieks of terror. The monster snatched the phone from the floor and crushed it within his hand, just as a toddler would a cookie. He sprinkled the crumbs over Melanie. No more, he bellowed. She's sorry, Beth said. Right, Mel? The other girl was so focused on her pain that she could do nothing but cry and scream. The emaciated man chuckled. I do not need her apology, he said, calm. Words are meaningless. I require action, child. Beth nodded. Okay, whatever you say. Now, you destroy your crutch demanded the beast. Beth looked at the phone in her own palm. She hesitated. Her hand trembled. Do I have to? Yes, do it now. Technology is useful to lure your witless kind, but it is a nuisance once I stand before you. The girl gingerly placed the phone onto the stage. She closed her eyes, presumably holding back tears. Beth brought her boot down on the phone screen again and again, shattering it. 
The device sparked as it lost its life. The emaciated man smiled. Good. Obedient. Like a dog. Now, bring me her blade. What? Beth's mouth dropped. Don't question me. Danielle didn't blame Beth for her reluctance. There was no telling what the monster would do now. Surely, she regretted calling him here. Beth's arm quivered as she brought the knife to the emaciated man. She walked by Melanie, who begged for assistance. Thank you, dog. The creature took the knife in his hand. You are a true fool. He smashed the knife through Beth's right foot, fixing her to the stage next to Melanie. Both girls howled in unison. The emaciated man placed Danielle gently down onto her feet. I will not hurt you, he told her. Most do not find out until it's too late, but I feed only upon evil. It is where I get my strength. Goodness does not sit well in my stomach. Danielle was in awe. The beast had spun a cunning web and drawn her friends into his trap. Melanie and Beth seemed less happy to learn this. They pleaded for their lives. I am your fate, said the monster. This is a choice you made. I am the consequence of your ugliness. He hooked his fingers into the corners of his mouth. He pulled back on his ragged lips, tearing the hole open even wider. To Melanie and Beth, he said, the better to bite you with. He ignored their screeching and spoke to Danielle. I am so very, very hungry. You do not want to see this mess. He ushered her to the other side of the curtains, walked her to the steps at the edge of the stage. He placed a hand on her shoulder and delicately turned her to him. You are my servant now, he said. I need you to find more tasty morsels. Will you lure them to me here in the dark? Danielle thought about it for a moment. No, she answered. I won't fall for your trick like they did. What do you mean? If I bring someone to you knowing that you'll kill them, I'm no better than Melanie or Beth. Then you'll eat me too. So no, I won't be your servant. The emaciated man smiled. Clever child. Intelligence gives me heartburn anyway. He released the girl. The monster disappeared back through the curtains to start his long-awaited meal. As she raced toward the exit, Danielle held her hands over her ears. Melanie and Beth both cursed her name, but she never heard them. She didn't hear their final wasted breaths either when they screamed for mercy as they were ripped to pieces by the emaciated man. Well, we hope you enjoyed our latest horrific tale. If you'd like to keep up to date, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page. Also, follow us on our social media pages. You can also show your support for the channel by going to our merchandise store, picking up some items there. Please also take a moment to support our contributing friends who kindly lend their talents to this show. Check out the links in the description as to how you can do this. Until next time, keep it creepy, keep it horrific. <laughs>